welcome to the Better Spearfishing Podcast, where we talk all things spearfishing. If you want to improve your spearfishing and hear some wild stories, you've come to the right place. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Better Spearfishing Podcast. Uh, glad to have you here, here with me. And the topic of today's podcast is going to be how to predict the diving conditions. So this is something that um, I think no matter how long you've been diving, you will have had days where you thought today's the day, it looks awesome, and you go and it's terrible. And, uh, you know, or, or sometimes it's the other way. You think, ah, oh, it's going to be a light off. You know, this is never going to work. And then you dive past the ocean and it looks amazing. Or your friends start sending you messages. Oh, man, you should have been here. It was awesome. Check all these pictures of these fish we caught. It was so great. Oh, you know, you should have gone out and, and you sort of kick yourself. Do you think, ah, oh, you know, how did they know? Well, um, in this podcast, I'm going to tell you how to maximize the odds that you get to dive on good days. And uh, first up, I'll just say it, this is not an exact science. There's, you know, if anyone t- tells you they can build an app that's going to predict perfectly when um, when you should go diving and when it's going to be good, it's, I- I'm telling you, don't even waste your money. That It doesn't work like that. Um, but that said, there are a few things that all work together that influence if it's going to be good diving weather or not good diving weather. And in this podcast, I'm going to detail those. So I'm just going to list them out first, um, just to sort of make it a bit clearer what the topics are going to be that I'm going to talk about. So the very first topic is going to be swell. So that's the ocean swell. It's basically the size of the waves. Okay, the second one is going to be the wind which um, pretty self-evident what that is. The third one is going to be rainfall and water runoff. The fourth one is going to be what the what the season is, uh, and then the fifth topic is going to be the location. And so so these all now work together to some degree. So let's jump straight into swell. What what is swell? What's good? What's bad? Okay, swell is. At the simplest, it is how much water is the water is moving up and down. Now, there is a difference between how big the wave is. So if you stand and look at the, the beach, you'll often see that there are, okay, there's waves. That's great. But then some days you'll look at the beach and it'll be a perfect weather. It's sunny. There's no wind. Everything's calm. And then you look at the ocean and there are these huge mounds of water just slowly rolling in and at the end they break and you think where did that come from there's no you know we haven't had a storm it's great weather why why are there big waves well what that is now that is swell or or some people call it a ground swell it's the movement of the water from you know basically in and out and what that's often caused by is storms that are way offshore Nowhere near you, you might have had great weather for months, and then you'll suddenly get these, you know, a couple of days or a week of of these huge, um, this huge swell that rolls in. And of course, the bigger that is, the more swell there is, it's basically like a giant washing machine when you're underwater. 
when the swell goes down, it sort of sucks you out. And then when the swell starts coming in, it pushes you in. So you can imagine what that does to, well, basically your your enjoyment in diving and the conditions in the water. With There's a huge amount of water moving backwards and forwards. And so what it does is it, firstly, it churns everything up. So suddenly the the, the visibility goes down and... Um, also, it just means there's a lot of water moving backwards and forwards. So if you're trying to dive in one spot on a leaf, it can make it really difficult. So that's the first thing you want to look for. You, you want to make sure that there is low swell. Okay, so how do you make sure there's low swell? Fine. There are many, many, many applications available now online to check the weather. And the surfers use this. They want to know what the what waves are doing. So all the surf sites will have this. The Whichever country you're in, there'll probably be a meteorolo- meteorological office. So um, even on the news, there's often a, a ocean um, report, you know, how, what size swell and, and, uh, and waves. But the app that I've been using for um, a, a while now, a couple of years, and it's just absolutely brilliant, I can't say enough about it, is windy.com. And you can download that as an app. There's, you can turn on different layers and different views, but I just use that for the swell report. And it's great because it shows you in color where the swell is and you can zoom all the way out. It, it basically shows you the whole world. You can zoom right in on your spot. You can add favorites, you know, so you can see the weather in your location. It's brilliant. But the nice thing with that is you can also see if there's an offshore uh, storm. And that's going to tell you you can basically watch the weather, the offshore weather, and then also see how it's affecting the, the onshore weather. So the, the weather near the um, near the shore. So that that's brilliant. That so first thing you want to look at is swell. Now the next thing, and again the, these things all work together to some degree. So the next thing you want to look at is wind. So wherever you want to go diving, you want to look at what's the wind doing. And the reason we look at wind is the minute the wind picks up over about 10 knots and, and marine wind weather will be um, generally measured in knots. The minute it gets over about 10 knots, it starts to actually create um, small waves. And the faster the wind is, obviously, the more it's going to do that. And then the distance that the wind is moving over the water. That's called the reach. You don't need to remember the technical words, but very simply, if you think that the wind is pushing up waves, just the motion of wind over water creates small waves. Well, if it's been moving over a lot of water for a long space, it's gonna just create bigger waves. It's It really is that simple. So if the wind is coming from the ocean towards the land, that's called an onshore wind, Again, don't worry about the technical terms, but just think about this conceptually. The wind is coming from the ocean. It's been going over miles and miles of ocean. Now it's coming to the land. Well, that means it's going to have pushed up waves, and it's had a lot of time to do that. And the waves, so they've been created far out to sea. And by the time they get to the shore, they're probably going to be reasonably large. So now the opposite also is true. And this is where wind can work to your favor. 
when you have um, waves coming towards the shore, if the wind is going from the land out to the ocean, straight out to sea, what it's going to do is it now pushes the waves down. So the wind can actually flatten the ocean near the shore. Of course, if you now go further offshore, you know, now the wind's been going over water for longer and now it you actually start to get waves. And, um, you know, that's a bit of a, um, I guess, a, a, a trap for new divers is you'll stand at the shore, there's a strong wind behind you going out to sea and you think, wow, this is great. There's no waves here. Let's launch the boat and go out. And you launch the boat and then as soon as you start getting away from the shore, suddenly you, you start thinking, hey, there's quite a lot of waves here. And it's really just because of, the amount of distance the wind's been blowing over the water creating waves. So again, you want to look at this and all of these weather apps. So if you look at Windy and you just um, choose the location, you can drop a pin on the spot you want to go and dive at and then go to, I think it's the wind um, uh, the wind option. If you've dropped the pin in, in the ocean, it's going to show you the ocean swell. So at one glance, you can see what is the swell and the wind today, and it'll show you at various points throughout the day. And you can see for today, tomorrow, and, and I think it goes up to 10 days in the future, which is brilliant. So what you want to do is you want to add this, your dive spots on, on a map like this, and just every few days, just have a look and see what the forecast is for the next 10 days on, on the spots that you would want to dive. And the reason we do this... Um, I'll actually this is a good place to to segue into it. The reason you want to look at a few days in a in you know into the future is because the conditions don't just change instantly. So if today is there's big waves and it's windy and then the waves stop tonight and then you think brilliant there's no waves tomorrow I'm going to go well, it might still not be very nice diving. If, if you've had huge waves, it's going to have churned the sea up. The visibility might still be really low. There might be no waves. It might be a beautiful sunny day. You get there and you can't see anything because it's still churned up. It needs two or three days or, you know, some places need longer, some places need less. It, it really depends on um, where um, at the location, which that, that was, um, I think that was number five, the fifth big thing I was going to talk about is location, but I think you see now how these things are, they're all related to some degree. So this is why you want to look a couple of days um, into the future. So, okay, I'll come back to this, but now let's talk about the third point, which is rainfall and water runoff. So I have, for years and years, I've lived in Western Australia, which is very dry and there are very few rivers, in fact, almost none, and um, there's very little water runoff. And what that means is that even in the rainy season, you don't get much dirty water going out to the ocean. Now, I'm going to contrast that to eastern Australia or um, along the east coast of Africa, where I've been in, in Durban or, or further south. You've got many, many, many big rivers and you get lots of landfall, and you've got all this muddy ground. So when it starts raining, suddenly all these rivers turn to mud, and there's all this muddy water being pumped out into the ocean. You know, in um, I'm just thinking New South Wales, along the central coast of New South Wales, 
every 100 or 200 kilometers, you've got a huge river. And when there's a lot of rain, all that mud, every 100 kilometers is being pumped out into the ocean. And, you know, there's a current moving down down the East Coast. So it's just pushing all that dirty water. You know, it's it's you're basically getting a layer of dirty water for, you know, tens of kilometers out to sea. And um, it's a total write-off. It means it doesn't matter how nice, you know, the, the weather looks, if it looks nice and calm and there's no swell and, and um, you know, the wind's perfect and it all looks great. Well, fantastic. You can't go diving because you're not going to see anything. If you, you know, this is when, um, if you wanted to go out and, and use a fishing rod, well, that's the time that maybe you can do that. But getting in the water the only way you can really get um, good uh, diving in a location like that, and now we're talking about the fifth thing, which again, location, it, again, it interrelates with, um, uh, with rainfall, is if you now go very far offshore, so that dirty water will tend to be against the shore. If you've got some giant big boat and there's an island 20 or 40 k's offshore, and you go out there on your giant boat, well, now you might have some good diving. Um, Because generally what you find is oceanic water is blue. That's, um, you know, they talk about blue water spearfishing. It's you're miles away from the land generally, and it's blue, clean water out there. There's nothing to make it dirty. There's no, no dirty water running into it. Um, it's it's very deep, so it's not churning up the bottom out there. That's why if if the web the waters you know if the conditions are calm and you're far out to sea, the water is blue blue 40, 50 meter visibility. So that's one of the options if uh, you know if you're in a place that has a lot of rainfall and a lot of big rivers. So let's quickly talk now about the seasons. Now seasonality. Look, this this is just something that has a, a huge impact on both the ocean conditions and everything that lives in the ocean. So where I'm now in Cape Town, and it's uh, it's the end of June, beginning of July, and so we're we're midwinter, and what's happened is we've actually got lovely conditions, much uh, calmer, much uh, less wind. Um, we've had very little swell for a while, which is um, quite interesting. And the ocean is clean. It's c- cold, uh, but it's clean. But there's still going to be fewer fish around at the moment because it's it's cooler. There's just less food around for them. So all the little fish move away and the big fish follow them. And I've even noticed they I haven't even been seeing all the seals that I normally see in the in January, February, when I when I did my my regular dive out to the dive spot here, there every single spot that I could pull off the car and stop, and uh, it, if I'll just say if you haven't done this dive, um, the dive from Gordon's Bay out to Cape Hunclip, um, it's the it's part of False Bay, so Cape Town is on the other side. This this dive is it's got to be one of the most beautiful dives in the world. It is absolutely breathtaking. You have huge mountains on one side dropping straight into this, the ocean with these big boulders and cliffs and a little winding road with spots that you can pull off. It's incredible. And all these pull-off spots, you can um, you can pull off your car there, put on your, your gear and literally walk 30 or 40 meters down and get into the water. 
which is brilliant. Uh, so when I was doing that in summer, every single spot I pulled off at, you, you could count probably 10 seals from anywhere that you were standing. There were just seals everywhere. And uh, of course, False Bay has got the island in the middle that they call Seal Island. And that's where National Geographic does all the uh, the videos of the great white sharks eating the seals. And you see them jumping out the water and, uh, you know, it's here. So there's a lot of seals here. And that's the depths of summer. Um, and now the depths of winter, I, I do that same dive and I see one or two, but I, I have no idea where they've gone, but they're not here, um, which, you know, certainly makes it pleasant when you're diving. They, they're not trying to steal your fish. Um, but it means that there's less fish, but there's more visibility. So, you know, it's uh, it's still more pleasant diving, but the water's colder. So all of these things are, um, you know, they, they're into the late. So, okay, let's talk more generally about location. If you are in a temperate region, so let's say you are northern Europe, maybe you are um, the United Kingdom, these places get, or, or on the, the other side of the globe, New Zealand, in summer, as the water temperature warms in these places, you get huge algal blooms, and that now reduces the visibility. So New Zealand, it, it, it seemed to be you got more sort of polyps and welt, um, what do they call them, welts, welks. They're just like spongy things in the, in the water and sort of long chains of these spongy things, like little jellyfish. But um, yeah, but anyway, you get lots and lots of those floating around in the water and it, it sort of reduces the visibility. I think other places you just get an algal bloom and it means you suddenly the water goes green. Or um, where I was before this in Brisbane, you would have a brown algae bloom. So it would be beautiful visibility, 20 meter visibility. And then you'd suddenly swim into an uh, algae bloom and you, you could see one meter or two meters. And then um, it would all sort of be clustered and then you'd swim out of it and it, it was clean again. Um, but sometimes you get that for miles and miles. So that's that's just really the location and the season. Um, and of course, often you'll get an algal bloom. You know, it's a function of how much nutrients has run off as a result of, of um, water runoffs. So... I, I hope you're getting the, the sense that there's multiple things here that they all work together. So, okay, I've given the long explanation. So now let's just say, what should you look for to say, okay, this is probably going to be a good day for diving. Fine. Let's talk about that. Swell, you want to have had low swell for a while. Now, a while will vary in your location and low swell is subjective. I'm going to say if you've had less than a meter and a half swell, you know, for a few days, that's good. Um, the less swell you've had for the longer, the better it's going to be for you. You want to have had low onshore wind. So if so long as the wind's been less than sort of 15 degrees onshore for a while, um, you know, 15 or under, it's better if it's 10, 10 knots or under, and even better is if it's been offshore, so blowing from the land out to out the sea. If it's been doing that for a while, that's good. You want to have had low rainfall. 
if you're in an area with that that has um, lots of rivers and normally lots of rainfall. If you're in Western Australia or you know the, a desert somewhere, forget about it. You don't you don't need to think about that um, because rainfall it, it's not a, a, a factor for you. But if you're in a place that has high rainfall, then you need a period where there's been low rainfall or at least no big rivers flooding out and pushing mud out to the sea for a while. Okay, so low rainfall or not too much mud going out, that's good. The season, are you in a sea, in, in the place where you are, do you get algal blooms? Uh, Western Australia, you don't tend to, well, in fact, I don't think you do get algal blooms. I, I don't remember seeing very many. I've seen a few minor ones, but nothing nothing that I would say was, you know, a big algal bloom. So in your area, if you're in a season when you get that, well, it should be fairly simple to see that even if the weather's not great. Um, you just need someone to have looked at the ocean and told you the color of the water. Is it if it's very green? Well, you know there's a lot of algae or or some other reason. Um, and look, I, I would say those are those are basically all the things you need to know. And of course, if you can just at least yourself or someone you know or find someone who's at least gets their eyes on the ocean a day or two before you're going and can just say it looked dirty or it looked clean that that gives you a really good indication if people say mate it is filthy well you know even if it's flat and calm yeah probably not going to be that great unless you're comfortable diving in dirty water and um, look that's that's a topic for another podcast because there is definitely techniques and uh, there, there's a whole thing you can do to actually get really great diving in dirty water Look, of course, we all want to dive in beautiful, clean water and there's fish everywhere and it's warm. Of course, we all want that. But that's not the reality. Often it's dirty. It might be cold. You can still have a fantastic day's diving and you, you learn a whole different set of skills. And, uh, you know, often you'll catch different species of fish or, or you'll see something different that you wouldn't normally see. So anyway, that's for a different podcast. Um And okay, how can you know all these things? Again, if you are part of a dive club, this is where it's great to have a few dive buddies and you can just touch base with them, get their thoughts on it. If you are part of a dive club and there's a forum or a Facebook group, just ask a question on that. You you know, anyone who's been out recently will be able to to give you some pointers. The last thing I would say to this, um, look, for beginners, Fine. You probably want to just stick to whatever the pointers are on the forum and on the on the Facebook groups. If people say it's no good, okay, fine, just accept that and do something else that day. But if you're a bit more experienced, um, look, you probably know this already. You don't need me to tell you, but you will have had days when someone said, "Oh, it was terrible conditions. It was dirty this day," and you went out the next day and you actually had a great day. And, you know, look, maybe it wasn't perfect, but you managed to find good enough spots. It was it was fine. And you had a wonderful day out diving and, you know, maybe caught some great fish. So you do need to do your own research on this. You need to develop your own skills at this. And, you know, it, it's I think it would be fantastic to keep a journal of this. I, I have tried multiple times in my life to keep a journal of what the diving conditions were, what fishes I saw, what I caught, and uh, I'm just not very consistent at it. So 
it's um you know it's it's not my temperament but if you're a consistent person and uh you can keep a journal of you know what were the conditions where did you go what did you catch what did you see you know that will be a fantastic resource for you um you know later on you'll be able to look back if you think oh, i wonder if it's good in this spot you can just look back and see up oh, yep it was brilliant it, you know i thought it wasn't going to be good but it was fine okay i'll try again um so anyway i, I hope that um that gives you a, a few ideas on on um, how to at least read conditions and what to look for and yeah there's there's whole other topics one can do here on diving in the swell and you know where do the fish go during the swell what fish should you try to target when there's a lot of swell what fish should you target when it's really dirty water what's what are you going to have the best odds on Um, but anyway those are topics for other podcasts and i will discuss them there have a great day and um, yeah take care bye